1: Chinese warship, may I know why I should alter my course 10 miles from Skaburab Shul. Is there a Chinese territory? This is Skaburab Shul. It's not Dao. We are just passing. This is China Coast This area is under the jurisdiction of Chinese government. You should keep away from
2: the, this area. Huli man sa balita, hindi kailangang maiwan sa mahalaga. Ako po si Robbie Alampay. Sa podcast na walang old news, meron lang new knowledge. Sa episode na ito, baka hindi nyo po nabalitaan, may alitan daw sa South China Sea. Narinig nyo naman si Captain Manolo Iborra na nung September nakasagutan ng Chinese Navy at Coast Guard over radio habang papalapit ang kanyang barko sa Scarborough Shoal. Hindi naman po bagong issue. Halos isang dekada na nating naririnig sa balita yung agawan ng teritoryo. Bakit nga ba pinag-aagawan ng Pilipinas, China at iba pang mga bansa ang kapirasong bahagi ng dagat? For that matter, what exactly are we talking about when we refer to the South China Sea, the West Philippine Sea, the Spratly Islands, whichever shoal, and kung anumang bank? We have an esteemed guest to help us parse through this issue in all of these terms. I will let him introduce
3: himself. J.L. Batong Bakal, Associate Professor sa UP College of Law, Director, Institute for Maritime Affairs and Law of the Sea. May kasama rin po tayong isa pa.
0: Aquino, Senior Correspondent for Puma Podcast.
2: Okay, diretso tayo sa usapan. J could you outline for us ano ba itong mga pinag-uusapan natin na sila relative to the Philippine map that we all understand?
3: On the left side of the Philippine islands, uh, you, see, uh, the, you see the long island of Palawan as well as the coast of Luzon. From the coastline of those two islands, you imagine a zone that's adjacent to that more or less as thick, As uh, the distance between, say, Manila and Bicol. Within that space, to the left of Zambales, that is where Scarborough Shoal is located. And that's the only reef in that area, and that is where most of the fishing resources can be found now, because they are concentrated around the reef. Scarborough is the one. Of Sambales, that's ours. That is now a disputed territory. It no. is ours. Oh, it is we ours. We had always been exercising uh, jurisdiction and sovereignty over it, beginning from at least the Spanish period. And we had taken the position that it was our territory. Unfortunately, the Chinese have taken control of it. Mm. No? And they're now effectively uh, administering that territory. But they have not built on it and they have not yet established permanent structures on it and they're keeping Filipino fishermen out of it. Now, this is
2: a point worth noting kasi this was of crucial importance in the United Nations Arbitral Award given to the Philippines in 2016. Spanish era pa lang, kiniklaim na ng Pilipinas ang Scarborough at pati rin ang bahagi ng Spratlys. What was our proof for that? <music>
0: pa lang naman na na-publish dito mismo sa Manila noong 1734. It's called the Murillo Villar de Map, the mother of all Philippine maps. And I can't stress the importance of this map enough. So, pakinggan na lang natin si Supreme Court Associate Justice Antonio Carpio para i-explain. So, from 2018 itong clip na to. This is
1: the first map that gave a name to Scarborough Show. I got a word. They, Panamon. Panama means danger. So if you're the captain capital ship, you, you don't know where Panama is. Your ship will hit the rocks of Scarborough's road. And that's exactly what happened to a British deepkeeper ship,
0: Scarborough. Nung binenta ng Spain yung Pilipinas sa Amerika, kasamang na-handover yung Scarborough sa US. That's by virtue of the 1900 Treaty of Washington. Yung claim natin sa part ng Spratly Islands, pinagtibay rin niya ng Murillo Velarde map. Eto ulit si Justice Carbio.
1: It's the first time also that uh, the were given a name, and that name is de Paragua. Paragua is the old Spanish name for Palawan. Is a for shows. So the shows of Palawan. This map is an official map of uh, the government of Spain at that time.
2: Now talaga ang Pilipinas based on the Murillo Villar map. Pero Jay. Let's resume mapping these islands. So from Scarborough or Panatag Shoal, west of Zambales.
3: Move further down south to the left of the northern tip of Palawan would be Reed Bank. That is a submerged area. It's completely underwater, it's, but it's shallow. And because of that, there's a lot of fishery resources that, that con- concentrate around it. So
2: it's also known as Rectobank? Yeah. Reed okay.
3: in local charts, mm. in Philippine charts, is uh, marked as Rectobank. Mm. Further to the left of Reed Bank, that is now the uh, Spratly Island Group, part of which is the Calayan Island Group. So we basically are occupying uh, some of the largest islands of this area. And that's what we refer to as the Kalayan Island Group. The islands are scattered. There are also many uh, coral reefs and rocks and sandbars, etc. Because again, it's also got a lot of shallow areas. This is also rich in fishery resources.
2: How many islands on
3: Spratly? In PD 1596, it mentions uh, over 50 islands okay. and rocks. A- and we're claiming And features, no? But we're, we're claiming how many? But we base well, ba- we're basically claiming all of those 50. All 50. Okay? But we occupy only nine features at present. Pagasa is the biggest yeah. island we're occupying, okay? and then Spratly Island itself is occupied by Vietnam, mm. and it is outside the area of the Kalayaan Island Group.
2: How did it end up that we had so many countries uh, claiming the Spratly Islands?
3: You can trace it back to the 1930s. Three island groups, the French in 1935 if not mistaken, who were then the colonial administrators of uh, what we now know as Vietnam, uh, published an announcement that they were claiming the Paracel Islands, which are just off the Gulf of Tonkin. This uh, elicited the reaction from China then claimed the same then subsequently the French also laid claim to the biggest islands in the Spratly region further down south and apparently the Chinese also reacted possibly confusing this island group with the Paracel Island group. Philippine citizens led by Tomas Cloma, uh, began uh, their own actions to try to acquire the islands for themselves mm-hmm. so 1956 uh, Tomas Cloma. Then made his own declaration and published it in the newspapers, claiming these islands and calling them Freedom Land. Uh, Thomas Cloma was a uh, businessman. He owned a maritime school and a fishing business based in Bohol. He also happened to be a business uh, partner and friend of then President, Vice President Garcia, who was acting as Foreign Secretary. At that time, 1950s, it's clear that the reason why Klohama was there was because he was fishing. And they had um, noticed these unoccupied islands and decided uh, to try to claim ownership over them. By the 1960s, uh, due to the oil crisis, there was a lot of interest in exploring for oil in the sea. Uh, There was a study that uh, determined that there were good prospects for petroleum in that particular region. By that time, the various surrounding countries had already um, determined that they needed to uh, occupy uh, certain features. The Philippine government dissociated itself from the actions of CLOMA but left the door open by, by describing the islands as being subject to acquisition by Philippine citizens.
2: So paano nangyari na bahagi ngayon ng Pilipinas ang Kalayaan Island Group?
0: tinilit siya ng Marcos regime na i-give up yung rights niya sa freedom land. Pumirma ng deed of assignment and waiver of rights sa freedom land si Kloma, kapalit ng isang piso lang. Kaya naging bahagi yan ng Pilipinas. Four years later, noong 1978, tinawag na formally yung mga island na yan as Kalayaan Island Group. That's by virtue of Presidential Decree 1596. Niniklare ni Marcos na municipality under Palawan yung Kalayaan Group of Islands.
2: So far, it's not all about oil. In fact, fisheries is one of the main reasons kung bakit may tensions sa West Philippine Sea at sa South China Sea. Yung standoff nga ng Pilipinas at China sa Scarborough or Panatag Shoal ng 2012, ang isa sa mga dahilan kung bakit nagprotesta ang Pilipinas sa Permanent Court of Arbitration sa The Hague ay pangingisda. This is Chinese Kuska performing law enforcement duty here. You should leave here immediately.
0: And as we know, three months ding tumagal yung Scarborough standoff. At isa sa mga di malilimutang pangyayari e eh, yung paglubog ng fishing boat ng mga Pilipino. Binanga sila ng isang pang mas malaking barko and sa eight Filipino fishermen na sakay ng barkong yan, Isa ang namatay and tatlo lang ang narescue.
2: In June, a similar incident happened, this time at Rectobank.
0: 22 Filipino fishermen were aboard the FB Gemver 1. Binangga yung bangka nila ng isang Chinese vessel tapos iniwan yung mga mangingisda sa laot nung nakita daw ng crew ng Chinese boat na lumulubog na yung bangka nila. Buti na lang may mga Vietnamese na nangingisda rin malapit sa Rectobank nakahingi ng tulong sa kanila yung mga Pinoy at nakauwi sila ng buhay.
2: And four months after the Jem incident, this testy exchange between a Filipino ship captain, Manolo Ibora, and Chinese Navy and Coast Guard officers made the rounds of social media.
4: Why should I alter my
1: course? I'm just passing the, this area. Is there any reason?
0: area uh, 0L0 degree and... Uh... Sailing for 10 nautical miles and then you can... Why
4: should I answer to 10 nautical miles? Is this a Chinese territory?
2: Captain Bora was leading the crew of Greek oil tanker Green Aura in September when they neared Scarborough Shoal and got that warning from the Chinese. To this day, China remains emboldened in their claim over practically the entire South China Sea. And when they claim the entirety of it, that is based on what they call nine dash line and they started asserting that as far back as
3: 1947. This encompasses maybe 80 to 85 percent of the Philippines EEZ and continental shelf so that means they are also claiming not only the natural resources in that area but even uh, based on their actions, they appear to be claiming absolute sovereignty as well mm. over that entire area.
2: And this nine-dash line by China no longer holds water, as it were, precisely if you go by the 2016 arbitral ruling na the ng Pilipinas.
3: The most important aspect of the arbitral award really is the invalidation of China's nine-dash line claim and the vindication of the Philippines' exclusive economic zone and continental shelf. It did not resolve uh, the territorial disputes. And so
2: when the ruling came out in 2016 in favor of the Philippines, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi was still singing the same tune. Ito sabi niya, as translated by the China Global Television Network.
3: Chinese people will not accept the result and all people around the world who uphold justice will not accept the result. China's non-acceptance and non-participation is to safeguard the international rule of law and regional rules. Now the farce is over. It's time to get back to the right track. China has taken note of the signals from the Philippine government that is willing to resume discussion with China over the South China Sea issue.
2: Now we don't really know what these signals are or were. Until, until recently we got some idea when President Rodrigo Duterte admitted that he had some sort of informal arrangement with Chinese President Xi Jinping sometime in 2016. We say informal only because hindi to nakasulat but we also say it's formal because this is the President of the Philippines saying he has a handshake agreement with the President of China.
4: Gusto talaga nila ng gulo. Kasi sabi ko, sila, Will you allow the Chinese to fish? Of course. Yan ang usapan namin noon. Kaya tayo nag-uusap. Eh. And that was we were allowed to fish again. It was a mutual agreement. Kung i-prohibit ko, how do I enforce? Takot nga ang Amerika. Ayaw nga mag-confront. Tapos ako pa ang iposta nila. Gusto talaga nilang mapasubo ako.
3: Under the Philippine Fisheries Code, no foreign fishing vessel is ever allowed in Philippine waters. The state is mandated to reserve exclusively to Filipinos all of the marine wealth uh, of our exclusive economic zone.
0: Article 12, Section 2 yan sa 1987 Constitution.
3: There is no way around it. No? Uh, not even the president can permit an illegal act. So clearly that is a violation. We're losing uh, our fishery resources, not only the fish, but even the habitats of fish uh, to Chinese fishing. There are at least 15,000 Chinese fishing vessels uh, operating right now. Just 300 of those vessels can already fish out the total annual production of the Philippines every year. We've seen uh, Chinese fishing vessels illegally taking giant clams from Scarborough Shoal. And to take those giant clams, they have to destroy the coral reef. The UP Marine Science Institute, based on, on figures they presented, that's at least uh, 33 billion pesos a year being lost to these devastating Chinese uh, fishing activities.
2: Now, there are many people, including UJ, jay who do say that Illegal niyang kasunduan ni President Duterte at Xi Jinping. Pero para kay President Duterte, he believes wala siyang ginawang mali. In fact, he insists mas pinatibay para rin niya yung posisyon ng Pilipinas na ang Recto Bank ay sa atin, pati yung mga karating lugar nito na pinag-aagawan pa rin hanggang ngayon.
4: So ako ngayon, sabi nila, bakit mo pinayagan ang China? Sabi ko, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the owner and I'm just giving the vision right. It's not really matter who owns the property. So we're claiming it as ours. But the problem is the property is not in our possession. It is with China who claims it also to be their property.
0: Medyo controversial yung word na ginamit ni Duterte to describe the situation in the West Philippine Sea. Yung word na possession Inulit pa niya yan sa kanyang 2019 SONA with even more conviction.
4: China also claims the property and he is in possession.
2: Now whether he meant possession is another thing. Pero parang iba pa rin ang interpretation ng mga miyembro ng kabinete. Here's what National Security Adviser Hermogenes Esperon
3: said on the matter. I think uh, the President said, did not say that they are in possession, but they are in position.
2: Okay, but let's assume that he said position. What does being in position in the West Philippine Sea mean? Here is Defense Secretary Delfin
3: Lorenzana. They are islands. Nila. But uh, they are not in position are in yung West Philippine Sea because we are also claiming it. Dahil paano mo masasabing natin po meron nga tayong dalawang dokumento to, to prove that it is ours. The on-close of
4: 1982 was the arbitral ruling of uh, 2016.
0: For Justice Scarpio, Duterte's choice of words could cost the Philippines the 2016 arbitral award. Kasi para na inami inamin ang Pilipinas na hindi na nila pagmamayari yung pinag-aagawang teritoryo. Kasi raw, ibang bansa na ang may possession dito
2: so far these are some of the things we've discussed now all of these areas we have mentioned scarborough or panatag shoal the same thing carayan islands and then there's the reed bank which is the same as the recto bank these all fall within our eez or the exclusive economic zone and then again remember the eez the exclusive economic zone we have sovereign rights over the EEZ but they are not covered by our sovereignty. But sovereign rights means kahit nlimo pagmamay-ari yan kung ano yung kayamanan na nandiyan eh tayla ang maaring Yes.
3: Yeah. So it's it's like you don't own the entire space mm-hmm. but you do own all the natural resources within that space. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the extent of your Sovereign rights. Sovereign rights is still a property right that pertains to the state. Um, Reed Bank or Rectobank, because of its, its shape and its shallowness, is also ideal for petroleum resources. The bank itself is part of the continental shelf. That's where you'll find the, the petroleum resources. While the waters above Reed Bank are part of our exclusive economic zone, that's where you'll find the fishery resources.
2: Uh, assuming that the prospecting is is true and there is oil there in in any of the uh, areas that you mentioned, what do the the larger debates about ownership and sovereign rights and territory where does that put us right now? Petroleum
3: exploration, especially in the offshore is a high-risk venture, you have only one in ten chances of finding anything. And even if you do find anything, you probably have only one in ten chances of whatever you find being commercially uh, exploitable. Because of that, oil companies will always be very careful. They do not want uncertainty in the ownership of the resources. And that's why as long as this area remains to be disputed or subject to competing claims, there will always be a huge disincentive. The Philippines has not been able to provide enough guarantees and protection for prospective investors. Also, prospective investors have been subjected to pressure by China itself not to engage in exploration and development activities uh, in the West Philippine Sea. The philippines has been exploring for petroleum and reed bank since the 1970s though all those years all they could find was natural gas but the technology to generate energy out of natural gas uh, was not really developed and perfected until about the 1990s the philippines went back into its data and and found that there were viable reserves of natural gas eventually uh, they found a reserve a promising reserve that could be three times bigger as malampaya so it was thought that by the time malampaya runs out this new reserve on Reed bank should be ready to to provide uh, the the gas so what's
2: next and how do we actually solve this impasse how do we get past it China is unrelenting in its claims. The Philippines is taking a softer stance on the matter these days. Baka raw kasi sa gyera mauwi kung ia-assert ng Pilipinas ang arbitral ruling, sabi ni President Duterte.
1: The Filipino people should not be intimidated by national leaders who peddle a false option that either we go to war with China or submit to China. These false options should be discredited once and for all
0: sabi ni Justice Scarpio, unconstitutional na mag-declare ng giyera dahil lang sa agawan ng territory. At kahit sa international law, that's not acceptable.
1: Is war really the only way of enforcing the arbitral award? The answer is of course, a resounding no. So what does Scarpio suggest instead? Fifth, the Philippines can send on patrol is 10 new 44-meter multi-role response vessels that were donated by Japan to patrol our exclusive economic zone in the West Philippine Sea to drive away poachers from other countries. Sixth, the Philippines can welcome and encourage freedom of navigation and overflight operations of the U.S., U.K., France, Australia, Japan, India, and Canada in the South China Sea. The naval and aerial operations of these naval powers have increased in frequency since the 2016 Arbitral Award and are the most robust enforcement of the Arbitral Award. Seventh, The Philippines can send its own navy to join the freedom of navigation and overflight operations of these foreign naval powers to assert that there is an exclusive economic zone in the West Philippine Sea belonging to the Philippines as ruled by the Arbitral Tribunal. Ninth, the Philippine government can support private sector initiatives to enforce the Arbitral Award. Former DFA Secretary Albert Del Rosario, former Ombudsman Conchita Carpio Morales, and their counsel, Attorney Marie Corominas, filed a communication with the International Criminal Court charging the Chinese leaders headed by President Xi Jinping of a crime against humanity.
2: Okay, so Justice Carpio laid down not just one option for the Philippines to enforce the Hague ruling that will not end in a bloodbath. He's offering, in fact, a handful of options. And it's now still up to the president to choose which option to take. Muli, huli man tayo sa balita, hindi kailangan mahuli sa mahalaga halaga. Wala pong old news. Meron lang new insights, new knowledge. Listen to more episodes of Huli sa Balita. Huwag kalimutan mag-subscribe sa Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast Google Podcast Anchor, Stitcher at sa iba pa. Maraming salamat po. Ang Huli sa Balita ay produksyon ng Puma Podcast. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, ang inyong host. This episode was produced and fact-checked by Janina Magundayao, edited by Nico Bolante.